Hi, I'm Tony Stubblebine, founder and CEO of The Lift App, and you are listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, The App Guy. Welcome to another episode of The App Guy Podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. And what I like to do with this uh, podcast is make it authentic and real and just really keep in touch with the best people that we can speak to to help us understand our own journeys. And, you know, my journey with this podcast and actually with my business, my apps, apps is, has been really uh, up and down because, you know, my biggest uh, obstacle is is really me. And I've had to really learn you know, how to deal with failures and uh, learn to celebrate some of the small successes and uh, just grow um, with um, my, you know, my audience and and grow with my business. And and so what I wanted to do was um, understand uh, what it's like to have those happy moments and, and develop our app and, and uh, understand some failures. And so I've managed to uh, secure an interview with our next guest. His name is Glenn Cooper, and he is the uh, founder and uh, the creator of a great app called Happy Jar, uh, Happy with an I, H-A-P-P-I, Jar. And uh, he's going to talk to us about his uh, journey with this and uh, the uh, struggles that he's had on Kickstarter and then uh, eventually what he's doing uh, with this app. So uh, Glenn, it's a warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Hi, Paul. Uh, Thanks for asking me on. It's, uh, It's an honor. Thank you very much. Well, it's an honor to have you as well. And, and I know that you're eager to, to help and give back. So uh, the first thing is that I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, yourself. Perhaps you can spend the first uh, minute or two just telling us, um, you know, who you are and uh, what, what it is you're doing with the app. Yeah, um, that's great. Well, I'm actually a um, structural engineer by trade. I'm a professional structural engineer. I've been doing that or I have been doing that for 17 years. And um, about three years ago, I've always been a little bit entrepreneurial by um, trade. I decided that I, um, and it was one, it was my dream to start my own business. So I um, dropped out of working for a consultancy and began, uh, yeah, just, I, I just started my own consultancy as a structural engineer. And I leaked into a niche field, which was all centered around domestic engineering. You know, if you, uh, if you wanted an extension, uh, I would do the calculations for that. And, um, and I think I was about, a year in, I was um, struggling, actually, um, not through uh, not having enough work to do, but it was uh, something I um, deeply missed when I was working in consultancy work was the, the ability to uh, talk with others and mentor kind of uh, graduates as they come on. And uh, it was something that I always strive to do in my career. And um, so I joined a network group and uh, like a business network group. And uh, and I think um, that was uh, a major um, revelation to me. I, I found that there was a a load of local business owners who were really sticking their necks out to help me and to introduce me to people. And I was incredibly grateful. And uh, during one business um, uh, networking event in the morning, we would sit down to have some breakfast. And while we're having our breakfast, the host would ask us to write three things that we're most grateful for within our business during that week. And, uh, and to begin with, it's quite awkward. You don't really think that way, um, you know, for the things that you're really, really thankful for. Um, but I, I began right, uh, and then after the breakfast, he'd get us all to stand up and talk to the whole group about those th- three things we're thankful for. And uh, uh, so that maybe potentially we could all learn from that and gain a few new connections as well. Uh, it, was, um, it was a master move, to be honest with you, because after about two 
months of doing this, it was the single thing I looked forward to most during my working week was to come along to this um, networking event and kind of uh, let people know how grateful I was for the uh, things that people were doing for me around and also my good clients. And I found that that was really affecting not only my business uh, life, my, my relationships with my business colleagues, but also my own home life as well. And, um, uh, and that kind of moved me a little bit and decided that I should do a little bit of research into this because it seemed quite powerful. And that's when I stumbled upon the whole um, science of gratitude, um, read a number of, sort of uh, college journals and, um, uh, and, th- and books on the whole, uh, you know, on gratitude and uh, happiness and found that, well, I, I figured being a problem solver and an engineer, I should really kind of uh, see if I can... Uh, awaken a few more people to that using the the, uh, the ubiquitous form of a mobile phone app. Well, you've uh, awakened me because uh, I am sold on the idea. I almost like to think about uh, like my brain as a, a computer in a way, and it can be rewired, it can be reprogrammed. And uh, you can do that through uh, just daily use of gratitude. So I've been uh, completing a, a, an app that I uh, write three things that I'm grateful for every day. And, and it's amazing that it, you know, it seems a bit kind of silly at the start, but after a while, you actually really do start to uh, reprogram and readjust. And as you say, you were looking forward to your once a week where you were grateful for your business and, and, and sharing that. And, and so uh, I'm a big fan of uh, gratitude. And so what, what, what actually does your app then do to help us um, rewire our brains and have a more happy and gratitude full life? Well, actually, um, Happy Java, I took a very different approach to um, gratitude and, uh, and overall uh, happiness. So I've I done quite a lot of research into what was already out there. Uh, and they were um, ticking some of the main boxes. Like, uh, I mean, gratitude is quite a large, um, you know, if you um, train yourself and, and you take time to be a little bit more grateful in your life, then uh, you can definitely reach a higher level of kind of life satisfaction, uh, you know, what, what we call kind of happiness. So um, during my research, I found that gratitude was like one of the easiest aspects of happiness that I thought that I could kind of take on. And and it also appealed to me, you know, chipping away, slowly chipping away at something. It's kind of like in my uh, nature, my tenacious nature to do that. So I figured that if I could design something which would do that and or help people do that, then um, surely that would. Um, that would affect quite a lot of people's lives. So uh, I looked at what was on the market and the main offerings were centered around three areas. Uh, the first one was what we would call a gratitude journal, which is, I think is kind of what you're talking about, um, which is great. It's, it's a fantastic way of uh, starting off your journey. Uh, the second one is like a, a community driven uh, one so where you kind of uh, you, you drop onto a group like a Facebook group or um, uh, or e- even there's a uh, there's a happiness community out there called happier and uh, you go on there and you sharing everybody's um, uh, sort of experiences and what they're grateful for and what they're really happy for at that point in time and you can uh, you can go to each other one to do more and more and then the final one the one which I feel is um, a little bit more futuristic, a little bit more forward thinking and health con- sort of health kind of conscious is the, uh, the data driven um, uh, happiness apps, which are kind of not just creeping in. They're kind of coming in a, a, um, a large rate now. They seem to be, uh, you, you know, there seem to be more, of more, more and more of them available on the app store all the time. And, uh, and the way that they work is 
they pipe up, they ask you things like how happy you are at certain times of day. They record your movements, um, you know, uh, how many times you've called your friends, that kind of stuff. And they kind of pile all this data together. And eventually what they try to do is predict when you're on a little bit of a, a slump, maybe, um, or and remind you when you are feeling the best the last time. So a little bit more, um, te- you know, uh, technical, I guess. And, um, and with Happy Jar, I I want to take a... a I put an, add an additional um, uh, sort of group of happiness apps in, into it, and that was the emotion and creativity. Um, I, I felt that uh, all those apps were great, um, uh, but they all had um, one kind of uh, one weakness, one which I wanted to exploit, and that's stickability. Um, uh, they're either a little bit too hard work, or you generally, after maybe two, three weeks, you kind of forget it. And then the push notifications just become uh, annoyances. Uh, so you're never really engaging with the app on an emotional level. You're you're just using the app because um, you hope it's going to make you feel a little bit better or you can kind of build your community out a little bit more. Um, or you want an app or you're like a top person who wants an app telling you what you, know, you have to do to be a bit more grateful or happier. And um, I wasn't that type of person I wanted to really engage with uh, a beautiful design uh, something which could really kind of um, speak to me and uh, and be my own kind of little personal cheerleader so that's kind of where happy jar comes from that's the place where it comes from it's 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 working um, to help you understand a little bit more about yourself by just putting a smile on your face every time you open it really yeah well I uh, thanks for like going through all that because I'm actually thinking back to one of my previous episodes. Uh, you can just get this by going to for, for the apps to tribe listening to this. Go to theappguy.co mm. forward slash search and just search for Kronos. And uh, remember oh, cool. the founder, yeah, the founder talking about that app where it uh, it actually does provide kind of like the data, but it just tracks your movements and figures out where you, you know you need to spend more of your time to be happy. And so, yes. uh, uh, I, I, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, different apps uh, that are uh, out there that are really data driven and helping us uh, collect all this stuff and be very in, in tune with uh, our emotions and how we're feeling and, and our physical surroundings and how that's affecting us. So this is great. I mean, you know, we we're all want to be happier. I mean, basically, that's why we, you know, we strive to be entrepreneurs in a way, I think, because, you know, we ultimately want freedom and uh, happiness and a fulfilled, uh, purpose-filled life. So um, I want to pick up on one thing, which is uh, stickiness. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the retention. And, and again, another episode we had, uh, in fact, a lot of the, the episodes seem to be a common theme uh, about retention is, is one of the uh, biggest things that app developers can do now. And so how, how do you actually uh, overcome that problem of losing uh, users who just get kind of, I guess, pulled away uh, after a week or two? Well, I guess uh, um, to answer that, um, we're still in the early stages. Our, our niche kind of um, group of happy jowers who are using the app at the moment, the ones who are finding it a, um, a very sticky app, are the ones I'm really kind of centering my attention on at the moment and uh, making the product even more delightful for them. And uh, and there is a but there's a gap. Um, there's a gap between kind of them and what you would call, um, just you know the general populace people who might not. Um, see this as a potential problem that needs solving in their lives and uh, and therefore 
going after that whole, um, you know, that mass group of people, I think in the early stages of our startup is um, probably doesn't make an awful lot of sense and um, it, not a great use of our time. I think that will come at a later date. And uh, as long as we uh, we keep wowing the uh, the audience who are taking, uh, you know, how are looking at what, what it is we're doing. And I, I think um, one will just naturally flow into the other. Well, I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it would be interesting actually to talk, uh, you know, in my opening statement, I was talking about uh, authentic, uh, being an authentic podcast. And uh, one of the things is to uh, cope with ourselves as obstacles and failure. And I know that uh, when we were having the pre-chat there, we were talking a little bit about um, the uh, failed Kickstarters you had. And I wondered if we could just go into a little bit of detail about that, because there's so many of us who come into the app world, you know, and all we read about are the big wins. You know, the the fact that uh, The Verge, TechCrunch, all these uh, companies pick up the you know, the one app out of uh, 10,000 that happens to uh, be doing really well. And then we read about it and think, yeah, we can replicate that. And when it comes to launch, we we then, you know, see that we don't do particularly well and we have to deal with that failure and move on. So it'd be interesting to learn, you know, how you've uh, gone through that and, and lessons learned from that. Yeah, uh, of course, this actually is a, a big part of the, the history of um, Happy Jar, to be fair, since I started I was uh, potentially only about two or three months into uh, deciding that I wanted to do this project in my, uh, it, you know, I actually set aside some spare time from my uh, my business to do this um, because it's just something I felt I needed to do. And um, and I, I, like, like I said, I was about two or three months in uh, designing screens and getting quite a lot of uh, useful and quite, uh, you know, great feedback from friends and family around me saying, yeah, you really should push this. And uh, uh, I decided to take those screens, get it, um, basically take it to a, um, a contractor to price up how much this app was going to cost to uh, make, uh, you know, put it into the app store. And there were some quite high um, figures being banded around. And uh, so that's when I figured, well, this is going to be uh, a free app. It's going to be an app for um, people who can really, really make use of it. So I uh, always loved the platform of Kickstarter and the whole crowdfunding I always um, on there uh, <laughs> handing over some cash to some kind of weird um, artistic project, which I just thought was really fun. So I, I figured that was the place for me uh, and got there, um, got on there um, over a year and a half ago was the first one, uh, first project I launched on Kickstarter. And um, we were asking for quite a lot of money. And uh, uh, to be fair, we, I think we raised about 10% of that. Um, but really really tough times i'd say um on that project it took an awful lot of time for me just to keep things rolling along i learned an awful lot about um uh, how much you should have or how much i should have prepared before i went onto that platform um and uh, and uh, and potentially bring the crowd to kickstarter and not expect the crowd to immediately adopt uh, the, the project that you're creating as something which they want to pledge on so um, that failed, and actually that that kind of knocked me for six for about a month. I kind of didn't, didn't need and didn't feel like I needed to talk to um, uh, sort of many of the, the team, which were still only in <laughs> There's only a few of us there, but um, I think they could tell that I was really disappointed. And, uh, and I took a month out and realised that actually um, I don't think I've done, I don't think I've worked hard enough on the design on this uh, app. I 
think that I can do quite a lot of this myself. Um, so I'd, uh, from then on, I started picking up um, uh, mobile phone apps, which allow you to design mobile phone apps. <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, come across any. Yeah, like, we've had some uh, some guests on the show actually talking about the platforms that help us uh, build apps from yeah. uh, the websites and uh, yeah. Yeah, like Pop and App Cooker. So um, I actually um, built every single screen all the way down to the last kind of button press and transition using these. Uh, you know, just to prove that uh, conceptually, this this thing was was going to be great. And so, yeah, I um I launched it around and found that I could get it built for uh, almost fifteen uh, percent of the original target proposed. So I decided I'd self fund. So, um, but um, the second time I went on Kickstarter was just a recent one, only a few months ago. Um, trying to raise funds to build the Android version because we're only on iOS and. Uh, uh, that one, we only needed a, a small amount of cash, and we reached almost seventy percent. I think the total we were we were quite close to doing it that way. Yet, um, uh, and also I brought uh, quite a lot of um, uh, friends and uh, people who loved the idea to that um, that Kickstarter campaign. Yet, it still failed to gain momentum at the times where it really, really needed it. Um, my app was in and out of the top five even sometimes in the top one place to london um tech uh, uh project on kickstarter many times yet it still didn't it still failed to get uh the, the you know the pledges it needed to to get running and um and it uh, sounds like it was really close yeah it was it was really close um i wasn't entirely um d- disappointed that that one fizzled out a little bit towards the end though actually uh, I'd kind of um, there was so much to do uh, still um, that I, I guess my my mind was on well if it's get if it's get uh, gets done then that means I've got two apps to um, shepherd <laughs> you know and, yeah. uh, and keep running yeah. so, you've got commitments to yeah, the people that have pledged so yeah exactly and uh, and I kind of like uh, I launched it uh, mainly because um, fans of the of the system uh, sorry of you know of Happy Jar. Um, and the iOS users who had friends and family who were using it, and they um, and they wanted to to uh, you know other other friends and f- other um, family members to use it, but they had Android um, phones. They they were pushing me and asking me, please, can you at least try? So um, I did. I thought, well, let's let's give it a go and just see where we are. And I think it was still early. I think we we were only about a couple of months, maybe a little bit more, into uh, the App Store. And I think um, our usage rates were still, uh, you know, they were they were growing, but they weren't. Um, I don't think they were enough to really kind of push this over and get this um, get this funded. So I think if we if we tried again, I don't think we'd have trouble getting funded. But actually, we're we're quite happy at the moment, kind of um, uh, uh, working along on it and not worrying too much about crowdfunding at the moment. Yeah. 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 So the lessons I'm learning from you in that story. Glenn, one, and it's actually, again, one of the long-standing themes of this show is to build an audience and take that audience with you wherever you may be going. Yes. So, you know, uh, having uh, a Facebook crowd or um, uh, Pinterest or uh, Instagram or whatever, whichever social media or, you know, even an email list to taking those people, build, building interest in the uh, idea before then, uh, you almost need like a launch, I guess, for Kickstarter to then ultimately uh, get get the app built and then uh, give you the best chance of success with the launch on the app store yeah pre-launch launch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it feels like yeah we are we are actually building a um uh well uh, a mailing list uh and asking people to subscribe uh to it in the background 
anybody who comes to us and uh, they're really interested in potentially, um, well, hopefully potentially investing in our future, uh, we just ask them to sign this list. So, and that list is growing. So if we ever do decide to return to um, crowdfunding, it will probably be more crowd investment, I, I, I believe, um, um, mainly because I feel it's just way more powerful if we can if give people a compelling um, sort of business strategy and uh and also it's kind of one of those things that you've got to do almost on a continuous basis as an entrepreneur even if you're not earning money uh from your endeavor you've still got to at least go for the motions uh, and work out where your uh, strategy is and what sort of targets you've got to aim for so this um uh this list that we're building uh, uh is, is uh full of people who are interested hopefully that uh, for us to maybe launch a uh, a crowd investment platform out there i don't potentially something like cedars or crowdcube might be the way to go but um not really not not rushing into it at the moment okay and so yeah people should uh like go and uh, check out your list as well and get on it uh um, again links will be on the the show notes at the app guy.co uh the episode 173 with glenn cooper so uh, if you're interested just go and uh, get all the links that we have the things that we're talking about uh, and i uh, just want to pick up on also, you mentioned uh, you got the first quote for uh, your app, and it was um, a very expensive uh, quote. And I almost think back to 2010 when I uh, had an idea for an app, and I, uh, um, through my network, uh, got a quote. And the quote was coming in something like uh, twenty twenty-five thousand uh, dollars, fifteen grand, and it just um, really dampens the spirits of you and i'm sure that we've got apps to tribe listeners right now who have uh, had this amazing idea and have gone out and uh, it can be quite expensive but that obviously didn't put you off and it shouldn't put anyone off um, because that's uh you know that's i guess you're you can get better quotes or you can start to do a lot of the stuff yourself yeah um my advice on this is uh until you're confronted with a uh, potential bill for like uh, even sort of twenty thousand pounds you know thirty thousand dollars or something like that uh and then you start have to put your start putting money where your mouth is um my advice would be uh there's almost always more you can do to um help yourself in that situation um like i said i turned to pop and app cooker and uh and uh i i produced probably easily over 10 maybe 15 mock-ups continuously um just testing them and learning everything i needed to know about the app before we've even uh you know properly um you know taken to a developer and uh and when i had this over 100 screen kind of document (laughs) and presented it to a developer um, they um, almost fell off their seat. Basically, they'd never. They were saying that they'd never been presented anything quite so detailed, uh, and they could see the roadmap. And they immediately gave me this quote, which kind of like blew me uh, over. Basically, uh, kind of like, well, let's get let's get moving on this. Uh, we'll make this happen. And um, so we uh, pursued it. Uh, um, another um, a bit of advice is. Uh, uh, just because you put all that work into it doesn't mean it's going to go without a hitch as well. Um, the, you are still going to have the difficult conversations with your developer about uh, removing functionality or uh, or kind of um, leading your users down, uh, you know, cul-de-sacs within the app. You're always going to have these troubles and you're going to have to stay in constant contact with them just because you, you feel you've 
you know, dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's doesn't mean it's going to go um, perfectly f- uh, fine for you. Uh, all it did was it enabled me to uh, to, to have a document uh, to talk to the developer in a in a realistic sense of what it is we were trying to achieve, and um, and, and basically they delivered uh, on budget on time and uh, and and actually uh, as a beta app out there in the app store we're we're incredibly proud of it yeah. well i mean i also i you know advise as well that if anyone's listening to this and uh, they uh, are looking for an app to be built then they should approach you or me uh, i've got trusted partners as well uh, for building apps and it's just so much easier than you know doing a google search and pulling up some of the big agencies and just going and getting these ridiculously high quotes and uh you know, don't let that put you off. Uh, so in terms of then the, the final um, five, six minutes we have of the show, I, I wanted to do two things. One is uh, try and uh, flesh out an idea for an app from you. So either ask you straight up, Glenn, do you have uh, an app idea that you're not working on that you could share with us? And uh, if you do, great. If you don't, then we can, uh, I've got another way of fleshing an app idea out from you. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to share an idea. Well, I, I have loads of ideas. I mean, um, I don't think you'd be a, an entrepreneur without them. I think that's just something we come with. Um, and I don't mind sharing at all. In fact, uh, uh, um, I've gotten this far um, only because of sh- I shared ideas constantly with people and watch their faces as they uh, take the mickey out of me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I can share an idea with you, one which I, uh, I actually love and I'd love to see built by somebody out there someday. Okay. Okay. Well, um, you've got us um, waiting with bated breath. What? Uh, okay. what, what brilliant idea have you well, got to I share like with to, us that we could build? I like to read uh, books and also I, I used to like to write short stories. Um, but what I found was uh, I'd always start off quite, uh, you know, with lots of really, really cool ideas, but obviously hard work sets in and uh, you start to get a little bit of writer's block. And um, it's difficult to keep on coming up with new, fresh ideas so um, what I figured would be nice is uh, if we had some kind of public timeline where people could just uh, sweep in and drop really random ideas and, uh, you know, within categories like um, uh, cast members or uh, places or objects or, uh, you know, things like uh, see, things like that. And then um, and then other users can then come along and then they can see these ideas and they can put them into projects themselves. So basically you build a project out or you try and enhance uh, a particular portion of the book that you, uh, you're writing or potentially if you're at school and you're write, doing a bit of creative writing, you need just this little spark of inspiration just to kind of uh, turn you over into your next chapter. Then um, someone could just describe this really, really nice science fiction object, which immediately you can kind of like, sw- you know, sweep in and tell them, oh, can I use this? And they can go, yeah, yeah, of course you can. And you just save it away in your um, your little project uh, category and uh, you write it into your story. Um, so uh, so basically... It's a it- genius idea. And you give, cre- <laughs> you give credit to the, I guess, yeah. person in the, yeah, in the credits right. at the end. Yeah, you give credits. That's all you do. You give credit uh, where credit's due. Um, so I, I, I had this when I first came up with this idea. It was about a year ago. Uh, no, over a year ago. I, I've, um, I already built it uh, as a mock-up within AppCooker um and uh and play around from every now and again when i uh i want to do something slightly different and okay, um, Glenn, that I, is I'll... an absolutely amazing idea and uh, i just want to make sure i've got this right so yeah uh, i this idea would be uh it can be an app or i guess it could be anything really um a crowdfunding 
not crowdfunding, crowdsourcing ideas into various categories so that then when you come to uh, do your creative project, that if you get stuck, you can just go and browse through some of these uh, ideas in certain categories or genres, and then you can get like the the storyline from there. That's it. You you just, uh, yeah, you just um, pick a mix, whatever you need. You don't want to, um, you might even be able to write a whole book from all of the ideas, but ultimately you're just looking for a bit of inspiration, just something just to make you think a little bit differently. Yeah, you're almost unbundling the whole process of uh, writing for, from a single perspective and um, then piecing that back together, but with a crowd of uh, ideas. Uh, I love that. I think that's a genius idea. Cool. <laughs> no, let's let's hope someone does it one day. If not, yeah. if yeah. if not, maybe I'll be doing it in a couple of years' time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just comes on the back of a, a discussion I had with a previous guest where we were talking about uh, interactive uh, storytelling and uh, storytelling where the actual uh, script and the uh, story is um, made up as you go along uh, and can change depending on the decisions you make within the story. And I can almost see like an integration of that idea with uh, your idea. Yeah. Uh, but you're just getting the, the parts of the story from other people who are contributing the the ideas. That's fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So we're, we're, we'll call it, uh, uh, I don't know, kick, kick idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just think of uh, Kickstarter or, or for ideas. books. <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter for good books. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, in, the, in the final few minutes we can't leave without uh, asking you your favorite app this is the app guy podcast we love apps so uh, perhaps you have uh, an app or two uh, that you can share with us that you may feel that we haven't come across before yeah i've actually got two now, um, uh, both of them for very uh, different reasons one that i use in my professional life uh, as an engineer called sketchbook pro and um, it, it, it's an iPad app predominantly, but you can download a, a, an iPhone version of it as well. Uh, and what it uh, allows me to do is to um, sketch and do calculations on the go and actually save them as PDF and issue them out almost uh, wherever I am. And uh, it's, um, it's a vastly underused um, tool, I believe, for uh, people like myself, like structural engineers, architects, and surveyors, they um, uh, they're looking for these kinds of tools. But um, uh, and I kind of promote this app wherever I go, uh, and uh, I don't, and also I find that my clients, uh, when I walk through the door with it, uh, you know, and start sketching, there, uh, they love uh, the fact that you know we're sort of down with the tech and we're we're kind of making use of, the, of these kinds of uh, tools. So Sketchbook Pro is definitely um, if you're in my business, my area of the business you need to look at that uh, as a serious because uh, it's only about 399 it's like um that's just crazy <laughs> it really is um and the the second one is um one of my favorite apps um because i, I find that um i don't know uh i don't know if this is an entrepreneurial thing but i find that you, you kind of go a little bit numb every once in a while from the amount of ideas that you do get and uh, and you need a bit of a break um so i like to get um a bit creative do something a little bit kind of really left field um to get my my mind um you know almost like uh unplugged a little bit rewired as we spoke about yeah yeah. yeah? Uh, i use an app called um french girls i don't know if you've heard of it oh so can you repeat that french french girls Girls, okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it is. It's a um, it's a selfie draw a selfie app. So basically, when you sign on, you take a picture of yourself, and then uh, all the other users who are on board, which are over millions now, by the way, um, they if they like this uh, the picture you took, if it's quite funny, they can draw it right there on their iPhone, and then they can post it up on a um, public gallery, 
and um, and and uh, gets voted up and voted down this uh, almost like a, a gallery con uh, contest. And, uh, and basically, um, what it does is uh, the app takes the selfie and places it right next to the sketch that you make. So you can do some really creative things with that. You could actually do a continuation of that picture, or you could just draw it outright. You know, if someone posted up a picture of their dog or something, and it really kind of breaks your um, thinking. Uh, and I love doing that maybe, um, I'll probably visit it at least once a day just to see what uh, really cool stuff's going on. But I probably, uh, yeah, do a sketch maybe a couple of times a week. Oh, that's great. Uh, the two apps that we've never heard in 173 <laughs> episodes. So congratulations <laughs> on picking two brilliant apps. And it almost, you know, I think back to the success of Facebook and when, you know, we've all seen the movie, uh, The Social Network, and uh, he was explaining you know, I know it's fictional, but uh, he he actually had a lot of success with the uh, comparing um, student uh, uh, pictures. And uh, what's amazing is, you know, even ten years on, uh, that's still popular. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now it's great. You you get a lot of people just popping out there because uh, there's almost like little minor celebrity artists in and amongst the midst of all the other users who are getting kind of followed and uh, asked for portraits to be drawn of them and some of the uh, quality of the artwork is exquisite it really is uh, all off a iphone screen it's incredible it actually is incredible to see and uh, and i love doing it anyway because it kind of keeps me because um, i do a lot of drawing with my finger or with a stylus on uh, ipad this kind of thing also um, trains me like on my off days just to keep uh, keep my eye in so that I can do things really quickly well I have to say then uh, for all the apps to try listening right now it just shows you that there is no industry there's no uh, niche that is unbreakable I mean, everything is disruptive and I'm thinking of when we go to those visits to London and uh, you pay 20 quid for one of those uh, pieces of artwork from the caricatures, <laughs> you know, just get this app. Uh, they've dis dis uh, they disrupted that whole market. And, uh, no longer do you need to pay extortion <laughs> amounts of money for a caricature. I didn't think of that, actually. That's really good. That's a good idea. I didn't even think that that might, <laughs> might yeah. be like that. <laughs> It's amazing. Poor, those poor guys now are looking for a job. They've probably uh, you know, <laughs> lost all their income because everyone's using this app. So. I know. You're Make oh. me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glenn, it's great. What, what, what a wonderful episode. Thanks so much for chatting uh, to us here. What's the best way of getting in touch and, and reaching out to you? Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter is great. Um, you can uh, you contact me on uh, at happyjar uh, on Twitter. Also, uh, my email, which is glenn, uh, G-L-E-N, at happyjar.com. You can always contact me on that and uh, and uh, I, uh, I answer virtually every single email that comes by my way, unless it's spam, of course. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so that's Happy Jar with uh, an I, isn't it? H A P P I. That's it. Yeah. H A P P I. Yeah. com. And uh, I'll, I'll put those links on the show notes. It's episode 173, uh, co. Just go there uh, forward slash search if you want to search for it. Or if you're listening uh, when we release the episode, then it's uh, just go to episode 173 at the top. Glenn, it's a pleasure speaking with you. You inspired me and no doubt inspired a lot of people listening to this. So thank you very much for sharing your journey with us. All the best with uh, the happiness you're getting from Happy Jar and the happiness you're giving to everyone who's using it. Uh, uh, thanks for sharing your journey. Thanks, Paul. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure and uh, best of luck with your um, podcast. This is uh, great stuff you're doing here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people 
that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast 